And you can't just casually mention it in the locker room, can you? Over team breakfast? Walking back from practice? Maybe at a house party? Should you draft a PowerPoint? Skywriting? <sighs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm gay. Check, please, by Ningozi Yukazu. Hey, everyone. I'm Diana, and welcome to the Strange Love Book Club podcast, a podcast where we talk about queer books. Usually, it would be me and my sister, Caitlin, chatting to you, but today, it's actually going to be me and a a special guest, um, one of my favorite people, Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Diana's one of my closest friends, and all we do is talk about books, so I'm just so happy to be on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about Check, Please, which, if you don't know, started out as a webcomic and then became traditionally published. It's the in like the actual publication of it is in two segments, but we're going to be talking about it as if it's one, one big book um, because that's how we read it on the internet. Um, and also we have Lauren to blame for the reason this episode <laughs> exists because she is the one that introduced it to me and it became like, I'm so obsessed with this comic. I realized that last night, by the way, Lauren, when I was rereading it for this episode, I was like, man, I'm still so obsessed with this comic but I digress. (laughs) So let's just jump straight into our 30 second recaps. Lauren, would you like to go first or second? Um, I feel like I should go second. Three, two, one. Okay, so there's this guy named Eric, um, and he joins a hockey team at Samwell, which is basically like Harvard, but not. And they call him Biddy, and he plays hockey, but he's afraid of getting checked, which is when someone bumps into you. It's more aggressive than that. And um, his his captain's mean to him, but then he ends up dating his captain, and they kiss when his captain becomes in the NHL, and it's really a big deal. And then I can't remember, he, his, he does YouTube. That was really bad. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Check, Please is about Jack Zimmerman. He is a Canadian hockey legend. Um, He's a very sad boy. His mom is a model. His dad is a NHL superstar like he won like a bunch of trophies and he has an overdose and then he decides to do college instead of going to um the NHL and then he becomes a, a captain of the ho- Samuel men's hockey team and he falls in love with Biddy. That's it. Woo. Boom. Was yeah. that less than 30 seconds? No, that was actually 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, all right. For the folks at home, I feel like I need to say Lauren cheated and she planned her 30 second recount. I did not cheat. I'm not a cheater. I was just really excited for to be on the podcast and I didn't want to seem like a crazy person and not seem not know what I was talking about. So I thought about what I was going to say. But Diana is under the impression that I'm a cheater because I made a bullet point list. And the bullet point list was not even about the 30 second recap. So there, 
point is lauren's a cheater don't believe a word she says oh blah, blah, blah 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 even though that was a really good 30 second recap and it actually works out well that you did it that way even though that was a little bit of a i think a critique on the story because it's supposed to be about biddy but sometimes it feels like it's more about his love interest jack and that biddy gets sidelined at least that is what me and lauren often think mm-hmm. so thanks for thanks for giving us background on jack as well <laughs> okay so the next segment we always do is our five-star ratings, and I've decided I'm going to stop calling it rapid fire because that's not what happens. We always ultimately discuss in detail why we gave the ratings we did. Um, so now no rapid fire five-star ratings, just five-star ratings. <laughs> so the first one, Lauren, is how would you rate the writing style of this story? So... Um... I'm giving the writing style for Check Please a three because um, it's, like you said, it's not like a traditional novel. It's a webcomic. So all of the writing is just dialogue between the characters and it's just dialogue and all the emotions are portrayed through the art, which Ngoji does a good job of, but the writing itself is just, it's just, it's just conversations. So I'm giving it a three. And that's generous. So you are like the Simon Cowell of guests. You're brutal. Thank you. I'm going to give it a four, but I'm going to, while you were talking, I realized I'm going to tweak this one and just say like, like if you were to include, does your answer change if you include like the art? No. So like the visual representation. If I have, if the visual Yes. Oh, okay. If if writing includes the visual, I'll give it a four. Okay. I'm because I like can't draw. If we're in- including the visual, which I feel like in hindsight we should have from the get-go, then I think it's a 4.5. I kind of mm. want to give it a five, but that's just me. I just reread <laughs> it, so I'm very um, positive. Okay, so the next one is plot. I'm going to give the plot a three. <laughs> Because, oh my gosh, don't look at me like that. Because, you know, we read the comic as it was updating. There was no reason for the fandom to predict what was going to happen in between updates. Um, because the plot was just really, really predictable. We, we even predicted like the ending, like the proposal on ice. And so, you know, it, the plot was good. It's a good, happy, gay story, which I love. But, meh, on plot. You know? Yeah. I think that, that like, the reading it between updates things re- thing really does change how you v- view the plot. Because I would totally agree. Especially, like, the last... The book is kind of... is the four years of Biddy in college. So, like, the last year, especially. I was like, this plot is garbage. <laughs> like, it's so... Like, it was just, like, I, I hated it. Like, I like mm-hmm. didn't even really enjoy like the last year that much when it was coming out. And when I reread it last night, I still was like, eh, year two is where it's at. Year two is the best year. Year two. Um, But peak fiction. I like understood more like what she was trying to do with years three and four when I could like see them all together. Because I when I started reading it, I think that it it was she probably was somewhere in the middle of year two, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it might have. She might have been. No, it, yeah. It was yeah, year yeah. two. It was year two. Yeah. So, like, I got to read year one and year two as if it was one continuous story. And then I had to read the others as, like, choppy, like, updates. 
And that really takes something away from it. So mm-hmm. all of that saying, I'm going to give plot like, I'm going to give plot a four because there are still some things, especially in year four, where I feel like she just kind of like threw them in. And it was like mm-hmm. super weird. We will get to it, I'm sure, in our conversation. But yeah, plot four. And I think that how you read it really changes things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next one is humor. Humor. Okay. I'm giving humor a five out of five because Ngoji is a funny woman. Okay. All of the characters. So check please is like focuses on like the, the crazy happenings of this men's hockey team. And they're all like bros and they're all just so funny. And how this black woman accurately pictures like these white frat dudes is so funny and oh, it's it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. I love it. Five out of five. Yeah, I literally rereading it last night. I was like, humor is getting like off the charts, like six out of five. I was like out loud <laughs> laughing while reading it. One of the funniest parts to me. Um, and I actually remember not liking this when I read it the first time, but it was when Biddy and Jack like tell their friends that they're dating oh, and the friends had like a bet going on. And I remember like, God, that's so like, annoying that like they had this bet going on and it couldn't have been like an actual serious moment but this time around like it was so funny because then Biddy asks them he's like oh like when did you guys all realize that like we were dating I'm not gonna be able to do it justice but it's just so funny like it shows like Ransom and Holster and how they found out and it's like Biddy talking to Jack on the phone and he's just being like really cringy and (laughs) Ransom just like looks at Holster and is like we take this to the grave and it's just so funny so I'll probably cut all that because that was just one big ramble, but ab- absolutely hilarious. That is leave like- Leave it in, leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> it was so, I don't know, like this time around it was so like fun in a way that like it was, I feel like it wasn't as much the other times because I was reading it as the updates came in. Oh my God, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Next one, romance. So with romance, I'm going to have to give it another three out of five because Diana knows this. I do not like Jack and Biddy as a couple, or I just don't like the way they started because they started out as like the weird, like bully and victim thing. And I hated that, but then they grew from like being the bully thing, which is okay. But overall, I just didn't really like their dynamic. And I feel like there were other relationships in the comic which I wanted to be explored more that I liked better than the main characters yeah I agree I would give it like maybe a 3.5 um yeah there are some weird things about their dynamic like Jack comes to college already a little older than most people start college. Mm -hmm. And then he's also like grade wise, he's like two grades ahead of Biddy. Mm -hmm. So there's like, like, not like an outrageous age gap, but like Mm -hmm. a reasonable age gap. And then there's also like the captain thing. Mm -hmm. Power imbalance. Yeah, the kind of the power imbalance. And Jack's like kind of an ass. Kind of. I literally read the first year before like we got on the call and I was like, Jack is terrible to Biddy. Like how is Biddy in love with him? Like he's terrible. And yes, literally? I know Biddy is like the epitome of like the, oh, I'm a closeted gay kid in the South and I fall in love with any straight man. Girl, hang it up. Like he's an asshole. He's so mean. <laughs> he's so mean. Like what I find really mean, 
I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to decide what's the meanest thing that he does in year one, because like he yells, he like publicly yells at Biddy mm-hmm. like a lot, which is like not cool. And everyone's just kind of like, oh, Jack's just like that. Oh. I'm like, what? What do you mean? And when I mean, does he like I'm that not- to anyone else? Yeah, I know, right? We don't hear about that with anyone else. I'm also not a man on a college sports team, so I don't know if it's just normal to excuse men yelling at people mm-hmm. but what's really mean is when biddy gets that goal i think it, they were playing yale and he yeah gets he gets the assist goal. and jack is like oh it was a fluke what yeah jack was like it was a lucky shot i'm just like dude why are you so mean biddy looks up to you whatever so yeah i'm gonna give it a pretty low i think they have their moments where they're it's very i think it's very romantic but Mm-hmm. like when Jack's like we're a team oh that was so cute but like I don't know they're just sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. they're weird sometimes they're weird that's what I'll say like when okay. is Eddie like 21 and he moves in with his 26 year old NHL boyfriend like you know that's that's what gets me I think is like sort of like the ending is where the yeah. romance like turns mm-hmm. for me it like it's like- very weird to me mm-hmm. That Biddy has, like, never been in a relationship yeah. with a man. He's never really, like, done anything with a man. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first person he, like, dates... I'm going to call it long distance. I know it's only 40 minutes away, but mm-hmm. I'd call it long distance because Jack long also distance. has to, like, mm-hmm. travel a lot for his job. And they're closeted, too. So that's the and they're closeted. of, like, not having anyone knowing you're in a relationship. So... Yeah, I completely agree. And then, like, the ending. Well, we'll get to that because I wanted to ask you about okay. the ending. So let's just finish up our, our ratings really quick. Mm-hmm. So the last one is just overall, what would you rate it? Overall, four out of five. I have a soft spot in my heart for Check, Please. I always will. I've been reading it since high school. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just a good little happy gay story. And it doesn't, no, not everything you read has to be super deep. So four out of five yeah I'm gonna give it a five out of five like rereading it I was like this story's so fun and it's the type of story because there are so many background characters like you do get annoyed when she doesn't focus on the ones you want her to focus on but like it just it really like it just there's so much room for like us as a fandom to like take from this comic if that makes sense mm-hmm. like we can really just our imaginations can really run wild because there's just so many characters there's just so much and that's why are we allowed to am i allowed to mention fanfic oh yeah go okay. ahead and that's why the fanfic for this for check please is elite because even though there is only one canonically gay couple <laughs> the mm, it's just ah i just love it i'm sorry the fan fiction makes a really compelling case for like 40 other gay couples on that hockey team. Exactly. Okay, so the first question I have is do you think Check Please would have worked as a novel or is it best as it is as like a comic? I think it works best as a comic like it visually she does things visually that like I think are just really really brilliant um and like that would have been lost if it was all prose Mm -hmm. and sometimes I don't know it's just like nice to read a comic like I think 
we would have been more annoyed with how little we were given of some of the other side characters when we wanted more Mm -hmm. in a novel because it's like in a novel it's like why didn't you just write more it would have felt more lacking whereas in a comic it's like you have to understand that some of these characters are just sort of background characters Mm -hmm. sometimes and like that's fine so no I don't think it would be better as a novel I want to see it as a TV show, though, oh, I've decided. Yeah, a TV show would be really cute. I think it would be good as a Netflix original or something. What about you? Do you think it would be better as a novel? No, no. Yeah. No. Ngoji is a... She, she's an illustrator, okay? <laughs> she's an illustrator. She's not a writer. And her passion is drawing. And so she made all these like pretty characters and she gave them dialogue and that was it perf- it's perfect the way it is so i wouldn't change yeah i agree she like definitely has a talent like she's definitely very very talented mm-hmm. and shout out she went to scad yeah. which is the savannah college of art and design and we are from savannah savannah so there you go <laughs> all right let me ask you one of my questions mm-hmm. um so i want to just ask you because as i mentioned earlier you are the person that introduced me to this comic. And so I just want to know, like, what was going through your head that fateful day? Like, why did you want me to read this? I, for the love of everything that is good, I cannot remember why I asked you to read this comic. I don't know. I think it was because, like, we both liked Harry Potter. And um, and I was like, oh, well, if we like Wolfstar or this then she'll she must love like she must love like gay hockey and that's literally how i phrased it to you how you'd make that connection yeah and that's literally how i phrased it to you i was like hey diana um do you want to read this comic about a gay hockey player in college and i was like let's do this (laughs) um you know what can i i will tell you I actually remember why you told me about Check, Please. Oh, my gosh. We were standing in the year... We were either standing or sitting. Who's to say? But we were in the yearbook room. Remember that little closet? Oh, God, the closet. And I had just finished rereading The Raven Cycle. And I was like, The Raven Cycle is so good. And it has such, like, a fun cast of characters. Mm -hmm. I was like, I really want to read another story that I can just get, like, lost in these characters. I was like, Lauren, do you have anything? And you were like, check, please. And the rest is history, as they say. And I blame you every day because no, I'm obsessed with this comic. Because our friendship is literally literally me in saying, hey, Diana, you should read this. And then you becoming obsessed with it. Yeah, me becoming like more obsessed with it than like you could ever possibly yeah. be obsessed I'm with it. I'm an enabler. What can I say? Who is a character you wish could have been explored more in the story? Hmm... Um, I, you know, I'm gonna go with Kent because, like, he was supposed to be the antagonist to Jack and Biddy, but then it just it just didn't pan out with like the way Ingoji updated the comic, so she kind of just scrapped him being like a major antagonist. I feel I just wish we could have um, explored Jack and Kent's relationship uh, with the minor leagues, the Q as they call it. Or, and I just wanted to see like their friendship and their like relationship. And even I want to see more of like Kent's outrageous time in at what is it? The Las Vegas Aces, their mm-hmm. that fictional hockey team that she created. Ugh, I just love Kent so much. 
You love Kent. No, I love Kent. Okay, you, I love Kent, but you truly love Kent. How about that? I'm, like, obsessed with this stupid, stupid white man. I love him. I love him so much. Okay, so here's the thing. But (laughs) besides the fact that I just love him, I've read a lot of fan fiction about him. I find him very compelling. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I wish it was explored, he was explored more in the comic, though, is because I feel like when you're reading it, like, it really feels like she's setting up for something with him. Um, Like, he literally got three, like, so if you've read, for people listening, if you've read it in the book style, I don't really know how the book works, but, like, updating on on the internet, each one would, like, each update would be titled something, and he had like a three series like titled update where they were all titled after him because he was that big of a deal. Like he shows up at the school and just like wreaks havoc. Did you miss me? Lack of, yeah, did you miss me? I was like, oh, I'm gonna lose it. Um, and I feel like you see like a really, I don't know, really interesting perspective. And then we see him again when Jack joins the NHL mm-hmm. and they play. And like Jack's like, oh, everything that happened with us, like that's in the past. But then, like, everything that Kent does in that update, I'm like, it's not in the past. Like, I'm like, like, I, I was, when I was reading that yesterday, I was like, Jack is so emotionally dense. It's, like, not even funny. Like, I'm like, how can you think, like, less than a year ago, he, Kent showed up at your dorm or your, your whatever college house. home, frat house, and was like, please, please play with me. I miss you so much. And then, like, a, less than a year later, he, like, is playing you. And, like, it's just, like, so, whatever. And, like, I love how their relationship is explored, like, more deeply in fan fiction. Because in the fanon, we say that Jack cuts off Kent for, like, his emotional health, his mental health. Because he and Kent were friends when he had the overdose. And so Jack cut off Kent to, like, make himself, like, to support his mental health. But... Um, yeah, like see. He couldn't, be, couldn't be a part of like the NH- NHL yeah. scene at all. And yeah. Kent is in the NHL. Yeah. And so, like, Jack associates Kent with like his negative, like, with like what happened when he was a teenager. And so, but we don't really see any of that in the actual comic, but that's just like what the fandom has created. But like, Ngoji doesn't really go into any of that. So. Yeah. And she doesn't go into any of that. Which is, like, sort of fine, right? Like, that, all of that doesn't need to be explored. But, again, like, those two things happen. And then when I'm literally describing every time Kent shows up in this comic. <laughs> and then when Jack and Biddy, like, kiss, they win. What is that cup called? The Stanley Cup? Stanley cup. They, like, win yeah. the big, like, hockey thing. Mm-hmm. Or Jack does in the NHL. And Biddy is there. And they kiss, like, when they're celebrating and, like, it's seen on national TV, like everyone sees it, blah, blah, blah. And like they show Kent like seeing that. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, like Kent's gonna come back. Kent has to come back uh-huh. in some way. And allegedly, apparently in the actual books, there is like a weird scene where Kent like shows up at the house and like talks to Biddy and like apologizes to Biddy for reasons like I cannot understand yeah. at all. Yeah. I just um mm-hmm. Because I, I Kent doesn't even know Biddy. I know, like, why would he be apologizing to Biddy? It makes no sense. No sense. And like, uh, yeah. So I know I'm kind of like going on this really long rant, 
But, like, it's just to, like, say that, like, it's not just that, like, he's in it and I was, like, like dissatisfied with, mm-hmm. like, the arc that was given. It's that, like, I feel like the arc is incomplete. Mm-hmm. And I will bring up, we got to talk about fucking Whiskey, whatever the hell his name is. Because I feel like. I don't want to talk about I, it. I have, we have to talk about it. So Whiskey is one of the tadpoles, which is, like, one of the rookies on the Samwell men's hockey team. And so he's like a college freshman and basically he's like bisexual, but he's outed during like a house party. And Biddy's like, you can be who you are and we love you because we support everyone. And Whiskey's like, nah, it's not like that. I want you to keep this a secret. I have a girlfriend back home, this, that, and the third. And, and And then it just leaves it there. And then it's never mentioned again. And, and everyone was just like, it was a collective what moment from the fandom. Yeah, I completely agree. So, and the reason I bring up Whiskey in this conversation about Kent is I feel like Whiskey, she like got really pissed about people liking Kent. She was like, I'm not going to write about Kent, <laughs> but I still want to write about a character who like doesn't want to come out mm-hmm. and like is figuring his shit out. So let me just write in Whiskey. But then Whiskey is like so offensive to me. I'm like, what do you mean you like have a girlfriend back home, but you're just going to like, I mean, the only thing we see is him, like, kissing someone. So who knows? Maybe it's that tame. But, like, I doubt it. And so I'm just like, what do you mean you're just going to, like, cheat on your girlfriend? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care. Okay, he's bisexual. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're a piece of trash. And why would the one, like, confirmed bisexual? Because it's never even really confirmed that Jack (laughs) is bisexual. If he's bisexual, why would the one, like, confirmed bisexual Mm -hmm. person be like cheating on his girlfriend yeah. like that's just like discuss like just really like pushing bad stereotypes mm-hmm. if he's gay he's still a dick because he has a girlfriend back home like and like it's so strange to me because like Betty's just like yeah totally dude like you gotta do you like everyone has their own process <sighs> and i'm like yeah everyone has their own process but like you can as be readers i don't think we should be yeah. reading something that's normalizing this mm-hmm. dude like cheating on his girlfriend so anyways, I just feel like Whiskey was, like, weird because it, that was all introduced in the last year of the story. Yeah. And it, to me, it really reads like a replacement for Kent. And maybe that's just because mm-hmm. in fan fiction, there are a lot of fanfics that explore Kent's relationship with his sexuality where, like, the end goal isn't him, like, publicly coming out to the world. Yeah. Like, it kind of... I like those fanfics because it kind of points to the fact that, like, being this like out public figure is not like the only thing mm-hmm. someone in the public eye can be if they're queer. So basically that's like a really long rant <laughs> and it got to the heart of what I don't like about check please. Yes. But what about like, do and you agree with the whiskey thing? I totally agree with the whiskey yeah. thing. And also I feel like Ngoji put whiskey in there as the response to the fandom saying, where are all the queer characters? Samwell one in four thing. So Biddy is from Georgia and he's like this closeted kid from Georgia and he goes all the way up to Massachusetts for college to, to attend Samwell, which is this private college that boasts that there are one in four queer people there, maybe more. And so the whole time we were looking for that's like, like all- I'm not to say, that's not like they're the school's official yeah. like thing. That's just like 
what people say about the school. It's like a stereotype about the school. Yeah. It's yeah. not like on their pamphlets. Or yeah, website. it's not on their pamphlets. It's going to work anymore, but it's just like, you know, on the internet. Everyone like, knows it as such. Yeah, they know them as like, a lot of gay people go there. I digress. But, um, so basically the whole time we were reading the comic, we, everyone was confused because there was only like two queer characters and it was Jack and Biddy. And so we we're like, where are all the other gay characters? And she just threw in whiskey and we were all like, okay, but it's year four. And so I feel like that's where a lot of the fan fiction for um, Check Please got started because the whole Samuel men's hockey team has all of these like homoerotic undertones, like the defensemen, like Ransom and Holster, um, Dex and Nursey, um, Shitty, well, Shitty and Lardo. And it's just like, why didn't she? I mean, not everyone has to be gay, but I feel like if you're making a gay webcomic, why not make more people gay? Why not? Especially when, again, it's this emphasis that the school is like very queer. Mm-hmm. Like they have a high LGBTQ population. Also, like with whiskey, it's kind of, one of the weird parts about it is like, I don't know who he is. Like every kid from like that year, like that grade grade level, I guess, mm-hmm. looks the exact same. I mean, they're all just like white men with brown hair, which mm-hmm. is like what hockey players look like. Yeah, so I can't be mad about that because that's a demographic. But yeah, it's like fine. But I'm but it's like it's a comic and it's visual, and I mm-hmm. don't I didn't know who he was for the longest mm-hmm. time, and then like that happened where like we see him like kissing a lax bro or whatever, <laughs> and like. I don't know. It was just like, I was just like, we don't like, we're not invested in this character exactly. at all. It would make like, more we sense don't. if it was an actual character who we, a secondary character who, who we were more familiar with. My next question is, how believable is the ending? And if the, the ending happened in real life, how do you think it would pan out? And we kind of already had this um, discussion before, but for the people I, at home. I literally woke up thinking about that proposal and how stupid it is. <laughs> like the proposal to me, like it it felt like a really satisfying conclusion for Jack. Cause mm-hmm. like in Jack's proposal to Biddy, he's like, I thought I had to come to Samwell as like a punishment. And I thought that like I had to do everything alone. And then I met our team and they wouldn't let me. And then I met you and like you wouldn't let me either. Okay, so he's finally learned to accept himself. He's finally learned to accept just his relationship, everything. So for Jack, I feel like it's a good ending to a storyline but for biddy again it is super weird that he's been dating this guy for two years one for one year he wasn't like their friends didn't even know for a large portion of the mm-hmm. time that the entire time was i'm gonna say long distance because they lived like 45 minutes away but jack was traveling for work all the time too and they've never lived together and now they're gonna be engaged like mm-hmm. i just i'm like i don't i don't know it's like I'm sure for other people that probably meant a lot, but for me, I was like, this is weird. Especially because, especially because I'll add on to that. um, Biddy is like a college graduate. So like by the time they get engaged, Biddy's about to graduate from Samwell and he's like, what, 22, 21. And we 
are college graduates. <laughs> so, and it's just like, I could not imagine just being engaged to be married to someone who I met in college who bullied me <laughs> for like a year. And then we had a long distance relationship for two years. And then he said, oh, let's get married in front of everyone, in front of the whole entire world and your family who you're not even out to. You know, also, like they say earlier, like they talk about how like if they were to get engaged, like they'd want it to be a long engagement. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but I don't care. Like, I don't care if you want it to be a long engagement. It's still weird that you're getting engaged in the first place. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. Because like, I feel like for a lot of people, marriage is like the end game, but for like queer people, like who didn't even have the right to get married until like what, a couple, few, like 2015, 2015, yeah. So it's not like a necessity, but just having that long-term partnership is better in that understanding is like more important than actually like having a piece of paper but having like legal rights is important but it's a comic may i respond to what you just said though yes please yeah i think you're really getting at the fact that like biddy and jack follow this like very sort of typical like almost like heteronormative narrative structure Mm -hmm. like of them like they're dating and like now, like, now they're engaged and, like, their parents won't let them sleep in the same room together when they visit, which is just, like, cringe. Um, and, like, I don't know. I feel like, like, that's fine. Like, I think we need stories like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, I'm not going to say, like, that's wrong by any means. You know, it's, like, queer people want equality, but that doesn't mean they want, like, the exact same lifestyle as straight people. And so, like sometimes like you read sometimes when I read stories where it's like a queer couple follows this like very traditional like trajectory I don't know like it it doesn't feel like I I know that there are queer people where that experience rings true Mm -hmm. and they maybe like really want that but for me it just feels a little like especially in this case where it feels really rushed for their relationship it Mm -hmm. just feels like really forced and weird Especially and I because, also, as you said before, Jack Biddy is Jack's like first boyfriend, first everything, and they just he just gets married out of college, which is like, yeah, it's even just if like, like Biddy, even if like this took place between like straight people, I would feel the same way. So yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. This is the point we always talk about. Why are they all white? <laughs> so true. Yeah, like, yeah, they all like look the same. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, they're all. Yeah. I don't. And, <sighs> and you yes, know, it's hockey. I think... It's hockey, and there are like some like black guys. And there's a there's like two black guys, and there's like one Asian guy in the hockey team. And hockey is a very white sport, which I understand, but. It's a webcomic. So. So we can do whatever we want. Exactly. You know, like, how realistic is it that, like, these two men can, like, kiss, like, at an NHL arena at, like, during the Stanley Cup National TV. And then everyone goes, wow, love wins. Yeah, like, literally. Like, everyone's just like, all right, that's great. And then, like, but, like, it's not realistic that, like, we could have, like, 
A, like more people of color on the team or just like a more diverse range of like what queer relationships look like. Mm -hmm. And I really think this problem, I was trying to figure it out because as I was talking through this whole conversation, I was like, man, I'm being so harsh on this comic that I just gave a five. Like, why am I being so harsh on it? Because I I love this comic. Well, yes, but you can't separate. I literally can't separate this comic from like the like amazing fan fiction that's yeah yeah so it gives like a very i feel like it gives like a very like it supplements the narrative it really does and it gives like so many different like versions of like what a queer story could look like Mm -hmm. that like then when you come back to like the original source material you're just kind of like what is going on who's whiskey or like you forget that like this isn't like actually canon you're like oh this is great and then they did this afterwards but no that was like in one very popular fanfic and that did not happen in canon and so you're very severely wrong about what happened here but um if you read check please it's free online go to archive and then read all the fanfiction that's what i yeah suggest. read all the like seriously because that's what i was gonna say i was like when i was reading it last night i was like i need to recommend this comic to like all of our listeners if they're just listening and they haven't read it mm-hmm. Don't listen to all the criticism I just gave it. Oh, yeah. Go read it. Just forget everything I just said. Because we're haters. We're haters. Yeah. It's amazing. And then go read all of the fan fiction that's out there. Because it's... The fan fiction is so good. I'm, like, embarrassed to be, like, on a public podcast talking about how good this fan fiction is. But it's, like, off the charts good. It's really good. Nursey Dex. Alexian... Kent. Kent with literally anyone is brilliant. Even some of that, even some of the bitty Jack. It's compelling. It's compelling. It's compelling. All right. So my question is, what is your favorite moment from the whole story? And were there any scenes that surprised, like super surprised you? Um, Okay. I feel like there's an obvious answer. (laughs) So actually I like pulled it up before I, um, before like we started recording it. And my favorite um, scene from the whole comic was Biddy's concussion on year one. Like that really, I was just very surprised. Cause like, I thought like they were gonna win the playoffs and you know, happy ending. But like at the end of year one, spoiler alert, Biddy got a concussion. And so he was like unable to finish out like the hockey season and start the hockey season back in August. And it was like really interesting how like he's navigating getting back on the ice. And it was just, oh, it was my favorite scene. Even though it like wasn't like happy or like positive and like Biddy was going through some dark times. I thought it was just like a interesting turn in the narrative because the ha- comic is very happy-go-lucky and it needed like some darkness to balance it out. Yeah, that is a really good scene. My favorite scene that also shocked me completely shocked me I like literally never imagined which like is kind of silly I don't know how I didn't imagine this happening but my favorite scene and the one that shocked me the most is when and I still remember this update I think she updated on Christmas day (gasps) (laughs) because I remember reading this update on Christmas (laughs) driving to church on Christmas and it's the it's the update where Biddy and Jack decide to kiss after Jack has won the Stanley Cup and they kiss. And I just remember being like, oh my God, like this story is gonna take such a turn from here. Mm-hmm. Because up until that point, like they were living in this very like private 
as private as they could, mm-hmm. given the fact that Jack is like a hockey, like the son of a hockey legend. He is also in the NHL, blah, 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 blah. Like, I just started like, I can't believe, like, I was so happy. Like, it just, it made me so, that moment made me so happy. And it just felt like, I was like, okay, this story, like, is about to be kicked up a notch. But then it was. And then, and but, it wasn't, but, like, like the Christmas, up. like, the kiss on Christmas was literally, like, the best Christmas present I could have asked for. Because I remember I saw it updated and I got the notification. And then I texted you or you texted me first, whoever did. We were, like, 9 a.m. on Christmas morning going, Oh my god, I can't believe. But like little high school me was so happy about that. But it was it was truly excellent when that happened. That uh, yeah, like that moment more than any other moment in the entire comic sticks out to me like so vividly. And just like literally I was just like it was like don't make fun of me, but it was like such a joyful moment reading yeah, that. Yeah, it was very it was cute. Like, it was really cute because I really thought uh, it was good. It was a good moment. It was really cute. And then when I reread it this time, like this update before that is Biddy like not being able to tell his mom that he's like dating Jack. Like he's like really afraid to come out to her. It's like this that? Around, I was like, I still love this moment, but it's also just hilarious that like I feel like a part of Biddy is like, let's do it this way because it's easier than having to like directly tell my mom. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Okay. So did you have another question? Um, I do have another question. My last question is if the characters were real, who would you want to be friends with and why? I've thought a lot about this question and I really don't know my answer. So can you go first? <laughs> Um, that's easy. My question, my, my question, my answer is going to be Derek Malise, Derek Malik, nursey nurse. Okay. Derek Malik nurse is a, he's like a, what he's a sophomore defenseman by the time that we meet him and he's an English major and he's like black and I love him so much and he's very cool and he's very chill and I don't know. I just love, I just love Derek. He, we would be friends. We would get along because we would just do foolishness together. And that's my favorite thing. Yeah, that's fair. I was, I like kind of just want to be friends with like that whole trio, like Derek, Nursey, or sorry, Derek, Nursey, (laughs) Nursey, Dex, and Chowder. They would be so Um, cool. They would be really fun to hang out with. I also kind of feel like I'd want to be friends with, um, Tater. Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought your answer was going to be. He just like like when I was reading him through this time, I was like, he just seems like a good person to be friends with. Like he's just really friendly. He's really like happy go lucky, mm-hmm. you know. He's like the- So I think that's my answer. I like know. I feel like my answer should be one of the like two women in the story. Well, Lardo, I love Lardo. She's really cool. But I, I feel like, like I would be intimidated by her because she's really cool. That's the only thing. Yeah. I don't know if me and Lardo would get along. I don't know why my instinct is telling me that. <laughs> Let's jump into the last question. Last question. I thought of this question while I was rereading the story. And when I thought of it, I was like, this is such a good question. I cannot wait to ask her. And it's the only question ultimately that matters. Everything mm-hmm. else I've asked before this point doesn't matter. I'm excited. This is the only question. This is the only question? Oh my gosh. It's the only question that matters. Scrap the whole podcast. This is this is the only thing that's going to be in it. Only question. So, a thousand roaches or a person? <laughs> I, Diana Richter, Diana. 
so for context, <laughs> yeah, give context for context. Um, in the comic, there's this debate that the hockey team has, and it's the thousand roaches or man in the attic debate. And the and that's and it's like a who you are as a person. Takes basically says who you are as a person. And so it says they say if you went up into the attic, would you rather be met by a random man in your attic or a thousand roaches? And the answer to this question really shows me who you are as a person. And I immediately judge you if you give me the wrong answer because my answer is I would rather see a man in the attic than a thousand roaches period. It's like, I already knew your answer to this question yeah. and you're wrong. You were Diana. wrong. God, Diana. this is why we can't, this is why we are friends, but like, <laughs> this is why we're recording this like over zoom because that if we were in person, we were just like getting a fist fight over this. We fought about this several times. Many a time we fought about this. Yeah. Listen, I, my room is literally attached to our attic. Mm -hmm. Like there was a door inside mm -hmm. my room and then there's an attic. And every night I live in fear that there is a human being in that attic. Like, I'm so terrified of this. Diana. And ro roaches, I'm not terrified roaches of roaches. roaches. Because if there's I a thousand know. roaches in your attic, think of Lauren, how many roaches are in your house. There are a thousand roaches in my attic. Are you oh kidding God. me? Don't tell me that. <laughs> I mean, um, no, there's not. But <laughs> Maybe I just do. You you yeah, there's like three or four. <laughs> like, you can get them exterminated. I don't know why you would ever want. I don't want either of those things to happen. But if I saw a thousand roaches, I would pass out. Like, I can barely handle one roach. If you saw a random man in your attic, mm -hmm. Lauren, you wouldn't even have the time to pass out. You don't know. Like, you. you don't know. Like, he, he could not be a murderer. This is the thing. He may not be a murderer. He may, he could just be like a, a homeless person. Like, he could just be living there. If someone is in your house and you did not invite them, into your home, mm -hmm. you do not know them. They walked into your house without an invitation and they've presumably been living there for a while. They cannot have good intentions. They could, it's like Parasite. Like, you know, like the guy was living in their basement like stealing their food. He didn't, he was just living there to, to he was just living, he wasn't trying to hurt them. He was just trying to like survive. Okay, Parasite is, different. is such a good movie. <laughs> but like things went really bad. For, like, everyone in that movie. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the case. Well, you think well, 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 well. This debate is what makes check please, check please. Like, it's 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 insane. It's ludicrous. It's very out there. But, but you really just relate to all of, like, the secondary characters, all the side characters. Because in my, in my, I truly believe that the side characters are more interesting than the main characters because that like Ngoji fully like fleshed out like their thought processes and like their beliefs. And I think that's truly interesting. And we all know which members of Sam Men's Hockey chose roaches or man in the attic. And that's very important. Uh, that is very important. And I, I stand firmly in the roaches side. Mm. Let's do a quick Queer Corner. Queer Corner. As people, As people know, Queer Corner is where usually it's me and Caitlin, but obviously Caitlin's not here, so that's maybe me and Lauren. And we talk about something um, 
queer that is related to pop culture in some way or really whatever the hell we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So today I figured because we're talking about a quite iconic comic about gay sports players, let's talk about all the gay sports players, Lauren. (laughs) Um, Back in June, um, Carl Nazib became the first out gay man to be playing on an NFL team. Um, And then in July, um, I believe his name is Luke Prokop, became, I also believe, the first uh, gay player, Mm -hmm. out gay player to be playing on an NHL team. So we've had like a lot of pretty big things happening, especially in like male sports. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel about that, Lauren? I just really love that like these men like are able to like come out and be their true authentic selves um, because I feel like a lot of gay male athletes aren't allowed to be like queer or like gay and they aren't allowed to express themselves because a lot of the people who love sports are homophobic unfortunately and but that's just like the reality but I'm glad like they can come out and their teams um, are supportive supportive enough of them to where like they feel like they'll have a support group or they won't be like ousted from their respective teams Um, But yeah, I'm really happy for them. And I hope all goes well for them. Yeah, I feel like um, obviously there have been like queer players like Mm -hmm. in the NFL and the NHL before, but this is like the first time that they've been like, they've come out while being like Mm -hmm. in these institutions. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just so powerful. Like there's Mm -hmm. such hyper-masculine spaces. And like the kid, literally the kid that came out who's in a, in the NHL, he's like 19 yeah, or something. that's crazy. Like the that's power crazy. that that holds. Yeah. And I, I feel like Carl Nazib coming out was like such a big deal. Like I, I feel like, I, I mean, I don't want to like assume anything about this like <laughs> kid in the NHL, but I feel like if I was him, like that me coming out in that space would have directly been in response to Carl. because like Carl was just he was so cool like I love the way he came out he was just like hey guys showing up on my Instagram just thought you'd like to know like I'm gay and I also play football (laughs) and also I'm donating a hundred thousand dollars to the Trevor project so yeah representation is really important so just thought I'd let you know and like I don't know that was just so cool and like so different to like what happened in check please (laughs) Where people are like, Jack, like, you're queer. This is awesome. And Jack's like, huh? What? Like, you know, whereas like Carl, I feel like is being like such a leader. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's important. Like, I'm very private, but like people need to know because like representation matters. And obviously like that can't like not everyone. That's like not his responsibility, but it's amazing that like that's part of the reason why he came out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have seen the impact already but on the flip side um I feel like we don't talk about like women's sports enough um because literally because like okay so not to take away from like the men because like there's a lot of like internalized homophobia and like a lot of that going on in like male sports but in female sports like look at like the USA women's soccer team please please look at those queer women um trust me I look at at um, them or like in the women's (laughs) the WNBA, please. Like, so, and I guess because like those sports aren't as popular, it's not as like a big of a deal, but like all of those women in women playing professional sports, a lot of them are queer. And that's really important 
um, because they, in their own way, are trailblazers. And I'm sure they're doing a lot for like, you can play in Trevor Project and um, what, HRC? Yeah. So, ugh, love them. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think it, it's it's really interesting to see like the difference in like, depending on what sport you're playing and depending on like gender, like how these things are received because it was like news, like wild news when Carl Nazib came out. Mm -hmm. But then like, yeah, like the U S women's soccer team has like tons of queer players because we're like, obviously I think part of it is is that people hold men to a different standard. Mm -hmm. Um, and like women are just viewed differently, um, but like the women on like the out women and the not out women, mm-hmm. like let's be clear, like no sh- shade to any shade. What is this like two thousand twelve? No hate, like any like athletes who are queer and like in the closet, but like those out women on uh, on on these other teams are just so powerful, and also like trans folks. I was just reading about the Olympics and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know their last name. I can't find it on their Instagram. But anyways, uh, trans. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, a trans um, soccer player on the women's soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, excuse me, on the Canadian soccer team um, was the first out. They were the first out trans person to win a gold medal at the Olympics. Oh. Which is just really cool. Um, and there were, I think there were a few other, there was at least one other person um, who was out and trans at this recent Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just people who are like out mm-hmm. and trans or yeah. out and queer. Like, um, I think like at the Olympics, people because, who are, yeah. yeah, who are not, yeah. Who for whatever reason are not comfortable or just don't want to because be you know what? queer people do not have to come out. You know, they don't owe it to the people. They don't owe it to anyone to come out. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I think I saw with the Olympics that there were 180 queer out athletes mm-hmm. at this Olympics, mm-hmm. which is just wonderful. This was so yeah. fun, Diana. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and chatting with me about Check Please. I think we did all right, don't you think? Um, I think we did an excellent job. And it would be remiss of me to say that this is probably going to be your biggest hit podcast because I'm on it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, between you and Check Please, we're going to have like twice as many listeners as we usually mm-hmm. do. We have like three listeners usually. <laughs> so can't wait to six it's yeah me lauren thank you so much for being on the show i love you um i think we did like you said an excellent job um thank you everyone for listening um we do not know what our next book will be but we will let you know via our social medias um which that includes our instagram which is strange love podcast and also our tiktok which is also strange love podcast So check us out there and we are available on Spotify and iTunes. Couldn't remember the other one. Woohoo. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Go gay rights.